baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm Randy Bushover. The show shines a spotlight on local businesses and services in our region. And if there's a local business or service you'd like to hear featured on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at entercom.com. With me, John Bruno, who is CEO of Computer Search Payroll. And I like to say this pretty much for all of the ones that have the names that work out like this. It pretty much says what you do in the title, but for people who don't know, what is it that you do? Yeah, so we are predominantly a payroll company. We are in the tag of uh, human capital management. So in the world of human capital management, that encompasses payroll, time and labor, employee benefits, human resources services. So we offer all of those services to uh, predominantly Western New York customers, but we do do payroll across, you know, across the entire country. And I'm sure you do email exchanges and such on the internet, but do you have a physical building or is all your work done that way too? We do. We are So we're based in Amherst. Uh, we've been in that building since 1981. Uh, we've been in the payroll industry since 1967. And yeah, so we've we've been here our whole time. So that's why, you know, as we've grown over the years, predominantly the bulk of our business is still right in Western New York. And that Amherst building is where, with how many employees? We have uh, just about four, just under forty employees, thirty-eight employees, and we are on Audubon Parkway uh, in in Amherst. And payroll processing services, a majority of what you do. Uh, so literally, you're working for employers who don't do the payroll thing themselves, right? And is there a limit on? The, the number of people who work for a business that you will do that payroll service for? We process anywhere from a one-man payroll to 2,000 is kind of. A, the average in, it's funny, Western New York is a small business market. So uh, our average customer size is about 15 employees, and that's kind of a cross-section of, we see the market as there's about 32,000 small businesses, and that's defined as kind of the 1 to 1,000 employee space, and that's really where our sweet spot is. So curious to how it is that you grow the business. Is, is it simply word of mouth or do you actually physically get out there and say, hey, here's what we can do for you? Uh, all of the above. So we do have outbound sales folks. We have inbound telesales people as well. Uh, our biggest lead source to our growth, believe it or not, is basically referral from existing customers. Um, we do have a formalized referral program, but we have really put an emphasis on the service side. And in our business, software has kind of become the king where it's all self-service. So you would lease the software from us, pay a fee for that, but you do all the work yourself. Most of our competitors have gone to that because it's a cost savings internally. We have kind of followed the same Buffalo model, which is a service-based community, and which is why we have the employees that we have. We, we service our accounts still with personal service. We have local people. It's not outsourced through a call center. But because of that, our biggest form of growth has been from referral from our existing customers. And from an inside perspective for, for what you do, uh, payroll, I, I think it's people kind of understand, it's simply whatever they get paid, either biweekly or how, however the system gets set up. But you you have to have uh, necessarily uh, people's names, social security numbers, all their other information to figure out 
where to send it from there, like maybe to a local bank or something, right? That's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, we do, obviously, we are dealing with very sensitive information, and there's regulations that we're bound by that we have to main- maintain that, you know, security. Um, and in, in today's era, there's always the fear of fraud, and you read about it every day, there's something going on. So, um, our software is secured by, you know, we, we use a system that sits on um, the AWS platform, which is uh, the Amazon Web Services platform, which is one of the most secure, largest web service platforms, you know, uh, around. And because of that, they have to, they provide all the security features. So there's things that, as a small independent processor, we just wouldn't be able to provide. But by utilizing their services, we get all those protections with it. And that's something that we can help protect the data of our customers. But And that kind of leads me into, uh, just want to touch on this briefly and not get overwhelmed by it, but late October, your company was kind of ensnared in, I guess, loosely fraud by another company. And you were able to come out of it not only unscathed, but very well. So talk about how it was you were able to identify what was going on and the measures you took to get around it. Yeah, it was very interesting. And what's funny, when we look back on it, it seems like, wow, that could have happened at any moment, but until it actually happened and you think about it, you would never even imagine that something like that could have happened. So the long and short of it was a month prior to that, there was a payroll company uh, in Albany, New York, who created, when we run payroll for people, we either produce live checks as the output for the employee um, or a direct deposit, which is an electronic transfer. It's called an ACH transfer, automated clearinghouse. It goes through the banking system. And what it does is we send a file every day that has everybody's information in it. And what happens is a processor basically debits the employer's account and credits the employee. That's their their form of pay. Uh, A month prior to that, um, a payroll company found a way that what he ultimately did was he edited that file and sent it through the banking system that what it did was it had the landing account of every single employee's transaction landed in his bank account. And he ran off with the sum of, I believe it was $26 million, um, and left a bunch of people trying to recover from that. What was interesting, fast forward now to the date of October 24th, where it affected us and another 100 other payroll processors across the country, the same ACH processor was involved. And really what happened was, is there was no fraud in in how it affected us. But what did happen is because of the hangover from that $26 million, their bank felt at some point they weren't going to be secure enough to continue to handle these transactions. And for whatever reason, they notified them on Wednesday evening that as of Thursday, you will not be able to process. So that kind of flowed downhill to us and the other payroll processors across the country. And we walked into work Thursday morning on the 24th to find out that they halted everybody's direct deposit. Now, in the payroll industry, the bulk of everybody pays on a Thursday or a Friday. The way the flow is, is that typically you run your payroll in the beginning of the week. The end of the week, you gather up your payroll data. You run your payroll with your processor the beginning of the week, and you pay your employees at the end of the week. So one of the worst times ever to not have direct deposit would be a Thursday and a Friday. And, of course, that was the perfect storm, and that's what affected us and everybody. But across the country, it was 120,000 companies that it affected. Um, So it was ugly, but what we were able to do is we had a backup processor in place. 
So we were able to, so that Thursday, Friday, we went into kind of an emergency measure where we went, we ran live checks for people because we weren't able to use the direct deposit system. And then starting that Monday, we were back with our alternative processor. So direct deposits and everything electronically was flowing again. Um, we were lucky that we had an alternative process in place. We would have been able to stand everybody back up, but the way that the bank halted the prior ones is many of the transactions were caught in the system. So we couldn't release them to the new processor because you would have had the, the fear of potentially paying employees twice. That becomes a bigger problem for the employer because they don't, <laughs> they don't want to run two payrolls for at the same time. So that's why we had to kind of wait for the couple of days for that to settle, and then we started with the new processor. So in all of that, good to have backup, that's for sure. It was absolutely good to have backup. I would have never have thought we would have needed a backup ACH processor in that format, but boy, when it happened, um, it, it was it ended up being kind of the saving piece. You know, we look at it now from a postmortem, and potentially it could have ended a 50-year, you know, family-run business that we've worked very hard to grow in this market, and it could have all ended in an instant. And surprisingly, you know, shout out to our customers in the Western New York community because almost all of them were understanding of what happened. Yes, it was terribly inconvenient and it was in the moment. It was really ugly and there was a lot of yelling and screaming that went on. But in the end, uh, we retained almost every, we may have lost a couple of accounts over it. Uh, but for the most part, people were understanding. And honestly, I think it showed our strength of our customer service. And I think it, it, I, I like to look at it now as actually we've grown stronger because of it. Speaking with John Bruno, who is CEO of Computer Search Payroll. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. So having gone through that, payroll processing services, not the be all and end all for your business. You have a bunch of other arms too. Uh, time and labor tracking systems. What exactly is that? What's involved? Yeah, so what that was is that was really, it came out of a relationship that we had with an old time clock company that we worked with over the years. Um, you know, traditional time clocks where you think you clock in, clock out, that was kind of, that ends up being the input to the payroll system, right? That's where they collect the hours. Um, Buffalo historically had two companies that did that. All they did, they were just time clock companies. Um, in 2012, we acquired one of them, and in 2014, we acquired the other one. One of them was in the time management business that not only was it time clocks to manage like employee labor, but they were also in the parking business is that it's really the same methodology that they clock time in and time out, but rather than human labor, it's vehicles and parking lots and garages and everything all over Western New York. So they really were tagged themselves as they were a time management company. Uh, Hardware is a little different, but the software and the rules are effectively the same. So there's overtime rules for employees. There's different parking rules when you pull in a garage, whether you're parking in prime time or for an event. Or So our technicians program those special rules. And um, it's kind of interesting. When we met these folks and looked at acquiring them, uh, the last thing I would have thought of is why would I want to be in the parking business? And when you start to look at it, it's the same rules, the same methodology, same everything. So, um, yeah, so they've been part of us since 2012. And thankfully, with the growth of Buffalo, um, it, they kind of coincided with that growth. So every time you see a new building going up, if there's a parking requirement where they, there's gates or, you know, any type of fee-based management, our, that equipment is coming from our company. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, definitely something to keep in mind. And yep. also, 
Uh, you're a source for human resources and employee benefits, which ties in nicely, I guess, with the payroll part, right? It does. It does. So we have a benefits broker that sells employee benefits for, you know, that goes along with the payroll. And then we also have software that allows with, okay, the onboarding of employees. You can do elections for your benefits plans if you want to make changes, and the software helps do that automation. It's more just providing uh, more efficiency back to our customer if they want to utilize that. A lot of that today, it's tracked in spreadsheets and manually, and the software just helps them do that tracking. And is this... um is this something that you're able to use uh, local companies like the HMOs, or is this uh, kind of a nationwide? How does it work? No. So from a benefits perspective, yeah. So our brokers basically write the same, you know, the same big three that uh, you know insurance providers that are out there today. But there's others. Um, we also, with the software, if somebody has their own internal plan or they have a plan through another, you know, affiliate, and they want to use the software just for the management of it for their team, they can do it that way. So there's all kinds of different. And forms and fashions that we can set it up. Is this a business where you're still looking to add employees to? Yes. Um, there is, I mean, uh, we've always gone and looked at the market. When we've looked at do we go into different markets, we always come back to our business model of providing customer service and doing it for, we've also tried to maintain a cost efficiency, and I've always tried to process for about half the cost of our customers or half the cost of our competition. But what's interesting is whenever we go look at do we go to a different market, we process about we service three to four thousand clients if I add in our time customers along with payroll, and that small business window we look at Buffalo is still there's thirty two thousand opportunities for us so we always come back to why go elsewhere we can still grow right in our own backyard and the model fits the marketplace so um, yeah so we got big plans to continue growing. So someone looking for an opportunity would find you how? Uh, well, internet, cspayroll.com. Um, or if you want to look, we also have uh, buffalopayroll.com. So you can go to either one of those. Uh, phone number is 689-0511. Um, or, you know, if you just want to send an email, you can send an email to info at cspayroll.com. Not that I can't spell Buffalo, but I like CS Payroll. Yeah. It's just a lot simpler, I it's, think. It, and the phone number one more time? Uh, 689-0511. That's in case somebody didn't have the pencil and paper ready to go. That's fine. Well, John, appreciate it, and thanks for the opportunity to get the word out for Okay, it. Randy, thank you. John Bruno, CEO of Computer Search Payroll. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.